Hi everyone, welcome back to Coaching with Dr. Heidi's It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. This is Dr. Heidi. My mission is to bring hope, healing, and freedom to those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. And today I actually have a few announcements that I'm going to do at the beginning. If you have not been on the new website yet, jump over to it and give me your opinion. It's coachingwithdrheidi.com. On the website is you can find something called a toxicity profile analysis, which gives you an idea of what types of toxic traits you may have been affected by. On the website is also the first step to freedom handbook to download. It is a free download and it is just a workbook that gets you to start thinking about yourself. Uh, follow my Facebook and Instagram accounts. I get a lot of correspondence with listeners through Facebook and Instagram, and both of those are Coaching with Dr. Heidi. A couple upcoming events. Um, the online program is going to be available for purchase within the next couple months. What is the online program? I am a toxic relationship awareness and healing specialist, so I do individualized private coaching for those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships. But as I know from personal experience, there is not a lot of accessibility all the time to be on the phone or to be on the internet or to be able to meet me in person. So what I've done is I have put in my program into a class that can be purchased online as a self-study. Um, that way, if you need to do it in the privacy of your own space or um, you can't be on the phone, if that's your particular situation, you'll be able to purchase the coaching program that I walk through people individually, purchase it online as a self-study. Um, that is going to be available in the next couple weeks. Also, today is the day before thanks, uh, not the day before Thanksgiving. Today is the day before Halloween. So um, I want you to start thinking the holidays are coming up. Most of you will agree with me that holidays with toxic people are less than joyful. So Keep, um, stay tuned on the, it will probably be on the website, but it will also be on the Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and Instagram. Um, for me to be announcing the webinar that I'm going to be doing, it's called Ho Ho Hopeful, and it is surviving the holidays with a narcissistic personality. I think for most of you, if you can understand the holidays, it will make it a little less stressful. Um, I remember times when I was dreading the holidays because it amplified everything. So those are a few announcements. And if you have questions, you know how to get a hold of me, message me through Instagram or message me through Facebook. So like I said, today is the day before Halloween. So I want to talk about what is it that is really scaring you? Okay. What keeps us in is the title for today's podcast. Now, deep down, we know that the situation we're in is unhealthy. We know that there is some feeling of something not being right. And we know that we don't feel like ourselves within the situation, within the job, within the relationship. But what makes it so hard to remove ourselves from situations in our lives that we know we should not be a part of? That is the million dollar question. How many of you have had friends or family say, well, why don't you just leave? Why are you still there if it's so bad? You're never going to do anything about it. All you ever do is complain about it. 
Why do you continue to interact with them? And I know for a fact that you've all had friends and family that have dropped off because they feel like their support is getting them nowhere. Can you ever come up with a good answer for any of those questions? No, not really. Oh, we can come up with a list of what we think are legitimate reasons. But really, when I think back, they weren't good reasons for not leaving or removing myself. They were merely excuses so I could stay. The kids, what will the kids do? How would the kids take it? I don't want to break up the kids' family. They're really busy right now and I don't want to shatter their dreams. I get it. The kids is probably the absolute best excuse and I admire anybody who is staying in it because they're dedicated to the kids and the family. I get that. Um, obligation. I'm the only one that they have. What would they do if I left? They don't have any friends. They don't have any family that still talks to them. I'm the only one. So if I left, I don't know what they would do. So obligation is a good excuse. Finances. I don't have any control of the finances. I don't know how I would get money. Living situation. I don't know where I would go. I don't know where I would live. How would I ever make it? You're worried about disappointing others. What would other people think if all of a sudden I left this really good job or I broke up this friendship or I left my marriage after X amount of years? What would people think? We also like to use the excuse that we'd be admitting imperfection. Well, I don't really want anybody to know that it was this bad. Like, I don't want people to know that I made a mistake. I don't want people to know that I shouldn't have taken this job. Because somewhere along the line, somebody told you that they thought it wasn't best for you. Loyalty. I'm a very loyal person. When I dedicate myself to somebody, I stay. That is a perfect excuse. Religion. I get it. Religion is very touchy. If you were raised in a religious environment where your vows meant something to you, your word means something to you, I understand the religious part. If anybody wants to talk to me about that, message me and I can do a little correspondence with the religion part privately. Guilt. Guilt has got to be the best excuse ever. Well, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty leaving. Okay, remember we talked about it in a previous podcast? Guilt is an emotion. Nobody can make you feel guilty but you. So guilt is a good excuse. Your values. Well, that's really not in my value system. I don't just leave people. That's a good excuse as well. Now, you may not see these all as excuses, but as I explain, it may shed some light on that these are actually excuses to stay. They're not reasons for not leaving. And all of which are very legitimate excuses. However, what is it that really keeps us frozen in an unhealthy friendship, job, relationship, or marriage? Well, I will tell you exactly what it is. It is fear. Now, fear by definition is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or discomfort, or a threat to you and your security. So fear is an unpleasant emotion. What do we fear, you ask? That is a good question. 
Fear within a toxic relationship is usually a very complicated thing. You fear the person who is unhealthy or the situation that is unhealthy. Not always physically fearing them, but fear that they will be mad, fear that, they, that you will upset them, fear you will be in trouble, fear they will call you names or criticize you, fear that you will not meet their approval, fear that you won't be good enough, fear of the threats that they make, fear of the power that they have over you. You fear the control. You fear that you're going to step out of line and thus have to pay for it. Fear of rejection is a huge fear. Interesting, though. What do you normally do when you fear something? What is a normal reaction to fear? We run away. We hide. You get out of the fearful situation. You get yourself to safety when you are fearful. Why then do we tend to run towards this particular fear when we run away from everything else that fears us? I get asked this question all the time. A toxic person, emotional abusive person, or someone with a narcissistic behavior will actually use fear as a tactic to keep control. A toxic person in general, and I've gone over this before, requires attention, admiration, control, and power, almost 100% of the time. By attaining these four needs, they themselves feel secure. It is many times their insecurity that drives them to instill fear in others in order for them to feel secure in themselves. If they can control you and the situation, they feel more in control. You fear them and their behaviors while they fear you leaving or losing control over you. It is a constant, constant cycle. They instill fear. You are fearful. You try harder and harder to avoid making it a more fearful situation. And by doing this, your attention is on them 100% of the time to avoid conflict. What if they get mad again? What if they call me names again? What if they hurt my feelings? What if they break my things? What if they sabotage me? What if they give me the silent treatment? All of this fear just gives them more and more power over you. Here's the saddest thing about fear and why we stay. We become used to living in fear. We adapt to the way your life must be to keep the conflict down so the fear factor doesn't get worse. Threats become bigger, which keeps you doing, acting, and being the way they want or need you to be to keep themselves feeling secure. Eventually, you living in fear every day becomes normal to you. When you do something often enough, it becomes familiar. The fear is still there, but it seems less intense because it is always there. And I have used this analogy before. If you walk into a room that stinks, if you stay in the room, it seems like the smell goes away, right? What is happening is you desensitize to the smell. 
it's the same exact thing with living in fear and living in a toxic relationship. You become so used to it that you desensitize to the intensity of it. So back to the question, what keeps us in? You will almost always choose familiar over unfamiliar. If you have an option, you're going to migrate to what is familiar to you. Once you have adapted to the toxic manipulation, your perception and your perspective on fear changes. Now, you are more fearful of the unknown than you are of the toxic situation. Where would I live? How will I pay my bills? What would they do if I left? How would the, how would the kids take it? What if I can't find another job? What if they're right and I'm not good enough? What if no one else will ever love me? What if I'm overwhelmed with guilt? What if people judge me? Now, now you would rather live in fear of them than step out into the fear of the unknown. So fear being familiar is what drives us towards the fear of them. Fear of the unknown now has you paralyzed in a secluded life job, or relationship, which keeps the toxic individuals very content. You are fearful of them. You are too fearful of them to leave the unhealthy situation, and you are too fearful of the unknown to leave the unhealthy situation. Them convincing you through their behavior that you need to fear them and you need to fear being without them puts them in a very secure spot. One can remain stuck in this unending cycle of fear for years without realizing that you are actually more fearful of the unknown than you are of the very person who has emotionally stolen your life, your joy, your independence, and more or less your soul. In order to escape insanity, you have to change something. Now, I am here to tell you, change is fearful. But I'm also here to tell you that overcoming fear is absolute freedom. So back to the question, why do we stay in? What actually is it that's scaring us? The trust we had or should have had in ourselves has been stolen, stifled, and not allowed to grow. Stolen by someone or by a situation that is not trustworthy. Learning to trust yourself is what you need to do because you know what you need to do. Get, getting out was the hardest thing that I have ever done. Managing the fear within the relationship while managing the fear of the unknown future was almost debilitating. Now, looking back, I didn't have to know all the answers. I didn't have to have such a strategic plan for my future. Where would I live? How would I pay bills? Would I make it? Would others like me? The answers to all of that actually presented themselves as I needed them. One, one foot in front of the other and everything worked out. I regained, as I regained the trust in myself, my fears of the unknown became less and less. My fears of change became less and less. Today, I would probably say I'm addicted to change. I know that no matter what comes my way, I will be okay. 
I will make it and it will work out. So what is keeping you in an unhealthy relationship, in an unhealthy work environment, in an unhealthy situation? This week, really think about what it is that is scaring you. Identify the fears. Once you've identified them, they will begin to shrink and they will continue to do so until they are small enough for you to step right over them on your way out the door. Fear in any relationship is a red flag. You must learn to identify it so you can get your trust in yourself and your own power back. So today, the day before Halloween, ask yourself, what is it that's really scaring me? Am I making things more fearful than they should be? Chunk down the fear into small enough pieces that you can identify it. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next week on It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Toxic Coaching with Dr. Heidi.